First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Well, in the area around Swane and Hermanskral, scientists still trying to locate the actual source of the cholera outbreak, which has now claimed the lives of at least 23 people. It is presumed to be problems at the Royval sewage plant. Officials are still warning you in the area around Hermanskral, do not drink the water coming from your tap. Also now, a warning to be careful about people who are selling water from water tankers when the water may not have been properly checked or examined. Celia Brink is the mayor of the city of Tuane. Mr. Mayor, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. Good to talk to you. Firstly, you provide water tankers for people in Hermanskral. What kind of service are you providing? So in the formal areas, we're providing 44 water tankers on a daily basis. And in the informal areas... Water tankers are provided on a less frequent basis, but there are more of them, 53. So that water is provided free of charge. And if any of the city's uh, verified water tanker suppliers is trying to charge folks for water, that is breach of contract. It's abuse and it's ground for immediate cancellation. Uh, So we are issuing a warning to say that uh, folks must please be on the lookout for anybody selling water, uh, you need a permit to do so. Uh, and of course, uh, if uh, if anyone tries to to sell from from city trucks, that is a breach of contract. So, if it is water in a truck, it is free and it has been paid for by you. You mustn't pay for it again. Absolutely. Uh, and if anybody is trying to sell water, please treat that with extreme caution, because we haven't done the quality checks on on anyone trying to sell water. And the risk is that that folks who might be moonlighting to supply um, water to, say, uh, a building site will simply draw water from a river, supply the building site, and then go and and fill that same uh, uh, tank of water with water to sell. And and in that way, uh, people can get sick. There are always people who exploit emergencies uh, for their own benefit. And what we've done in addition to issuing this public warning is to deploy Tswane Metro Police. We also have emergency services on the ground and we've set up a line where folks can report uh, any of these instances so that we can investigate it. What's essential is that if someone sees this, they must take a photo of the number plate because that's the only way we can really trace uh, who's doing that. So the water that you are providing through the tankers, where does that water come from? Is it coming from your waterworks somewhere else in the city? It comes from uh, two supply areas, one Harand water and the other Mahali's water, which has been tested and which is suitable for human consumption. Um, We have teams and we're sort of beefing up those teams to check that the water tankers do abstract water from the correct points and that we log their comings and goings properly. But that is the assurance that the water provided via water tankers come from Randwater and Mahalis, which, unlike timber, is suitable for human consumption. How expensive is it for you to provide the service? I mean, the joy about pipes and gravity is that gravity is free. Trucks are not free. How much are these tankers costing you? It is incredibly expensive, uh, Stephen. In one year, it costs us between 350 and 400 million. Now, that's for the entire city. And that includes um, rudimentary services to informal settlements, which you know grow every year, as well as instances such as Temba, where the formal supply of water cannot be provided uh, either for a temporary period of time or permanently. So unfortunately in Temba, that 
Amund's Kraal supply area of the city of Tswane, these water tankers have become a semi-permanent part of your water value chain. And it's incredibly difficult to manage the performance of those uh, water tankers uh, and to pick up on the abuse because the city is not really in the business of water tankers. We're in the business of basic services. So that makes it incredibly important for us to resolve this Royval issue as soon as possible to get these water tankers out of our value chain. Obviously, there's going to be lots of vested interests fighting back against that. And we've, I've seen some of the reporting uh, in the Sunday newspapers. And that is a reason for extreme caution in, in managing these water tankers and also seeing what role they have in, in the bigger business of water supply. So the water tankers, you say they come from two main suppliers. Who owns the water tankers? Is it you? Is it a private company? Or is it the two suppliers? So uh, so it's it's not two suppliers. It's it's sort of two departments. One is human settlements. That's for, for rudimentary services to informal settlements. And then it's uh, water and sanitation, which is for the formal area. So two departments, two budget items. There are several uh, suppliers. We do not own uh, these water tankers. The city owns, I think, a few water tankers, but by and large in Hamanskral, these are service providers from a, a panel of service providers. So it's, it's, I would say, almost 100% contracted out. And uh, one of the possibilities that we are exploring is to actually buy our own water tankers for a relatively small capital amount. We can control that value chain. Uh, so that's certainly one of the options being explored. Obviously, the city's financial position is is not uh, in the best shape. But uh, the point is these contractors are incredibly expensive and it's very difficult to manage their performance. You, there have been claims, as you point to the Sunday papers, the Sunday Times reporting, claims of a water tanker oh, mafia, really. We've seen this before in other places. Mm. Are you able to make sure you're getting value for money then? You say they're difficult to manage. Do you believe that there's some kind of... Uh, almost criminal intent here is someone making a lot of money out of the situation so there has been vandalism in the past at the timber purification plant and uh, you know at that particular time that increased our dependence on on the water tankers obviously you can just speculate and i would welcome any investigation that's why we've said we'll share the list of suppliers with the media uh, and if there are investigative journalists out there who can help to do some of the digging we would welcome that. But there is an inherent risk because even if we fix Royval and if we ensure sustainable supply of water uh, in the formal areas of the rest of the city, a big part of this water tanker operation is going to go out of business. So there are vested interests. There's an economy. Uh, I, I can't at this particular time point to instances where say, you know, this person is involved with water tankers. But there is the suspicion and I think there's sufficient information to keep on scratching and to to tighten the screws on the performance of these um, of these water tankers we've deployed additional personnel to check them at the abstraction points and to uh, and we've set up this line as i mentioned which i'll share with with your producers that folks can phone when they notice any abuse but still, it is an extremely risky position for us, and it is prone to corruption and abuse. So, as you point out, the obvious solution is to fix the water provision problems around Hamanskral in the first place. And you've suggested you've put money aside in your budget la- in the bud- city's budget last week 
for the first phase of fixing this problem, but as I understand it, you also need help from national government. You basically don't have the money. Is there any indication you're going to get that help from national government? So, Stephen, just on the budget allocation, we're still voting on the budget this week. So it is a proposed allocation. And what we did is to set aside 450 million rand over the medium term. That's the next three years. That is an important contribution, but it's not nearly enough. Uh, the second phase of the upgrades would cost about 2.5 billion. That's the crucial part. And that's the entirety of the city's capital budget. So uh, even before this breakout of cholera, I reached out to the Minister of Water, met him in Cape Town, said to him, let's put all of the, the differences that we had in the past aside and see if we can somehow pool resources or do something to assist the city to upgrade Royval Wastewater Treatment Plant. That meeting was very positive. We had a follow-up meeting last week, obviously. The events around the cholera outbreak has, has sped up all of our of our plans, the technical teams of Tswane and the Department of Water have met. So I think there is a possibility. I, I don't want to go into the details of what was discussed between us because a lot of that still needs to be approved, I would say, by National Treasury and, and other uh, organs of state. But there is credible indication that we would be able to source uh, at least some of the money from external uh, funders and perhaps even the, the Development Bank of Southern Africa. So I remain positive about it and we'll possibly have a follow-up meeting this week. But the point is we're doing things differently to how they've been done in the past. We've said to Water Affairs, you can continue to issue contravention notices. We know the city's in contravention. The question is, how do we solve this issue? And I think that this crisis has perhaps brought us all together. Celia Brink, thank you. The mayor of the city of Tony, you with SFM 20 minutes after 7.